wrestling fans, are you ready? Good everyone, Dan from NorCal Wrestling back once again with another interview for y'all. I hope you're doing well out there. Thank y'all so much for the support uh, as I do this little venture. I know there's a ton of podcasts out there, so I most definitely appreciate that you are choosing to listen to mine. Uh, We're sponsored again by BrandBusterTees.com. You know, I say this every episode. But if you're looking for some new wrestling gear, you need to check them out. Guys like D Rogue, Funny Bone, Vinny Massaro, Juicy Finale. Uh, my guests this episode all have stores with them. They're quality shirts, and you're supporting a small business when you purchase from them. Uh, I know there's some wrestlers out there that listen to the show, and I know some of y'all don't have merch for sale online yet. I'm really not sure why at this point. Brandbuster Tees makes it super easy. Uh, it takes no money to get going. You just need a design. That's literally it. You need to send them a design. You choose what kind of merch you want it on. They take care of the rest. Brandbustertees.com. Seriously, guys, what are you waiting for? Uh, as I mentioned, today's guest has a shop up on Brainbuster Tees. He is one of the hottest young prospects in NorCal. He's made appearances all over the Bay Area, of course, down in SoCal. Uh, even got to wrestle on the GCW Fight Forever show. Uh, 24 Karat Midas Creed. Let's hit that music. Let's get right into the interview. Midas Creed, how we doing, my man? Hey, man. Big vibing out here. Just chilling, brother. Yeah, yeah. You fresh off uh, fresh off a big victory over Starboy Charlie at Ugwa. Two out of three falls. How'd that match feel? Uh, it felt good, man. I was uh, I was vibing out there from the moment uh, I came out the curtain. Uh, but, you know, the fans weren't happy with the way I did what I did. But, you know, I had to do what I had to do to get that victory and i'm happy with myself so you know that's all that matters yeah let's uh let's talk about that a little bit you definitely showed uh i don't know what we want to call it a a kind of a a a little dark side of midas um is that something we're (laughs) gonna see a little bit more going forward i'll tell you what man if the situation calls for it i'll get as dirty as i need to get Okay. Man, okay. That's all I'll say about that. So, uh, so we should not have any chairs at ringside. Um, I mean, you you give the chairs at ringside, you know. All you right, know, just right. in case, just in case. Just fair, fair game. Hey, it, to be fair, it was no DQ for that third fall. So that's tech- what I'm saying. I didn't break any rules, so I really te- don't see what the issue is. Yeah. Here. Technically within uh, within the letter of the law there, so I'm, I'm I feel you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Now you finish that match with, uh, excuse me, you, you normally finish matches off with, with your version of the Destino, the Midas Touch. Yeah. Uh, but that match with Charlie, you actually won the final fall with uh, a submission maneuver, kind of like a, like a seated variation of, of Daniel Bryan, or excuse me, Bryan Danielson's old uh, old cattle mutilation. Is that something that you just kind of added to the repertoire recently, or is that something you kind of always had in the back pocket? Well, I'll tell you what, over the week in between uh, the first and second match with me and Charlie, I was watching some film. I was watching some of Charlie's matches and I was watching some matches from uh, some of the best on the Indies. And one of the people I was watching was Daniel Makabe and Mm -hmm. his finisher is the Makabe luck. And so basically I saw the Makabe luck and I figured that would be the perfect thing to target the the neck area and the neck and shoulder area that my destino hits. And so I started using it and I was victorious with this. So might keep using that, might keep it in the arsenal. All right. All right. We got to come up with, uh, with the name for that for you then as well. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, we'll, we'll let the listeners, uh, throw some suggestions out there if they got any, Yeah, um, for sure. I'm open to that. All right. All right. All right. Um, and you, you, were, we were talking before we before we got on the air here. You had a busy weekend, not, not just that two out of three falls uh, with Charlie, but you had a four way for SFW out in Vegas on Friday, uh, and then you had also uh, a match at the uh, Full Queer show over at East Bay Pro Wrestling on Sunday. Yeah, uh, does it feel good to stay busy like that? Work, you know, work two three matches a weekend. Um, I'll tell you what, like. The in-between the matches don't feel too good because you're pretty exhausted. But once it's all said and done and and once you're done with the matches, it does feel pretty good to kind of hang your hat on it and be like, you know, I did that. So, yeah, at the end of the day, it does feel good and it is all it is all worth it. So, well, I imagine it's got to feel good, especially now uh, having having been so long without wrestling. You know, I mean, we've kind of we've kind of gotten back basically to a normal schedule out here in NorCal yeah. uh, pretty yeah. close to it. But for a long time, I mean, we had, we had basically nothing other than, uh, other than East Bay's uh, sanitized series. That was basically all we had for a little while. Yeah, exactly. And even those, those were filmed like months in between. So like we were, we were still not, not having stuff for a couple months. So yeah, but it's great to get back into the groove of things. And uh, I think NorCal is going to come back pretty strong along with all of California, really. But I'm excited to see uh, how all of the talent uh, comes back into the fray. Yeah, I mean, it seems like there is a, a new wave of talent coming up in NorCal. Um, you know, I've talked to a few of you guys uh, who, and, and you all seem to be really hungry to get your name out there and to kind of expand, uh, expand your notoriety beyond NorCal. Um, is that something that that? you know you've kind of always had in mind is is breaking out of the the island as norcal used to be called or oh yeah absolutely like before i'd even started training i knew the goal always was uh get to a get to the point where you're able to work out out of state and get your name out to multiple states because it's it's a kind of a shot in the dark to to get booked while just wrestling in your home state and never going anywhere else like you have to get your name out there. You have to become uh, a name on the on the indies. You have to have name recognition, name value, 
all that sort of stuff. And you're never going to get that if you just stay at the promotions that are around you. So as much as possible, we try to get out there to as many places as we can, even if it's just to, to help out with the ring and like get our faces out there. But yeah, you know, yeah. that's I mean, what it takes. I mean, and, and, you know, like you said, just going to help out with the ring, um, you basically got yourself on a GCW card just by being out there to help out. You know, they, the, show ended early and they needed to fill some time and all of a sudden you got yourself in a was it a four-way five-way match uh, the fight forever yeah i think it was like a five-way match but yeah that was that was a lot of fun because it was another one of those things where it was like all right gut check time like you 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 go out there have a match and it was like okay cool and it was like we just all went out there and everybody in there was professional enough to be able to put on a, a solid match with like nothing called beforehand, nothing put together. So that was, I was really cool. And I was really impressed with everybody in that match afterward. What, uh, what time of the night was that? Was that match at? Do you remember? Uh, it actually wasn't nighttime. It had circled back around to being early morning at that point. So it was probably like 11 AM or something like all that right. after the night. Had you been up the whole time? Yeah, yeah, I didn't sleep for the whole 24 hours. Ooh, that's uh, that's got to be an interesting way to get in the ring. You got a couple bangs in you or what? <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, I've always kind of been somewhat of a night owl. Like, I, I stay up pretty late, so I, I was just kind of ready for it. I wasn't really feeling tired at that point. Okay, okay. Uh, did you get some good feedback on the match from uh, from those in charge out there? um yeah like a couple of the refs that were around there were like good job like especially because it was like an impromptu match and we weren't able to to have anything beforehand but yeah like everybody was was pretty uh pretty happy with it nice nice yeah it's always nice to you know uh put yourself out in front of new fans get people to see you absolutely um speaking of uh you know kind of putting yourself out there you and serza formed a tag team recently um, and went down to fist combat down in uh, Southern California, San Diego and won their tag team titles. Yes. Is, uh, are we going to see more of you in a, in a, are we going to see more of it's on site up here in NorCal? Well, I'll tell you what we, we had one match at Ugwa so yep. far in NorCal. We were unsuccessful. However, um, you know, we're starting to gel more and more the more we work together. So we'll see what goes down. But definitely, if we are here in NorCal, we'll be coming with some different energy. And we'll be coming uh, with the energy. This is our hometown, so ain't nobody going to run this for sure. So, you know. So how did, how did that team uh, come together? Was that, was that something where Fist just said, hey, we want to put you guys together? Had you guys been thinking about it on your own? Well, funnily enough, it was so first of all, it was completely random, uh, but it was actually the the spot was meant for uh, Fresh and Zoe for, from World's Freshest Tag Team. OK, but uh, they weren't able to make the show for some reason or another. And so it was uh, me, Juicy and Serza down there. And they were basically like, oh, we got this tag team match. And me and Serza were there and we were completely down to do it. And so we just kind of put the thing together. And as for the name, the name's actually really funny because we had the name technically long before we were ever a team because me and Serza, anytime we would we would see each other like at training or at a show or whatever, 
like it would just be like a running joke or we would just shout at each other it's on site and we would just like run at each other type of thing just like kind of as a joke so when we became a tag team we were just like well the obvious thing for the tag name would be it's on site and so that was where the tag name came from all right all right you guys heading back down to to fist anytime soon uh yeah i believe we're heading down there early july so, nice nice that's an yeah. interesting uh it's an interesting interesting promotion i've never i've never been to a show uh but they were one of the few or, or it's not one of the few but one of the first uh promotions down in socal to start uh, basically just running outdoors with the pandemic and yeah um kind of really got a good following at some of those outdoor shows um very similar vibe to to, to ugwa best i can tell from you know from seeing stuff online yeah, I would say definitely that would that's a good comparison. Yeah, kind of got that, you know, the I don't want to say outlaw in them, but you know, definitely. Oh, absolutely. I think I think Ron would agree with that. I think he, yeah. Yeah, but, he's he's a character for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh I, I don't know a ton about him. I remember seeing him on Raw, well, god, four, four, three, four years ago or so. Yeah. Uh with uh with uh, Marcus Lewis, the Splash Brothers. Mm-hmm. And had to look him up from there because you know, as a as a NorCal fan, I had had no idea who this guy was because he wasn't, <laughs> you know, he wasn't wrestling for Hood Slam or APW or East Bay Pro or anything like that at the time. Uh, but found out he was doing his own thing in Santa Cruz at the time, and then moved back down to San Diego doing his thing there. So that's awesome that he's given some opportunity to guys up here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like ever since the first time we worked with him, like we vibed with him and he vibed with us. So he was like completely down to bring us back whenever. So yeah, he's been cool to us ever since. So uh, how do you compare working, working singles versus tag team? Do you have a preference? Um, I can definitely work both. Uh, I think I prefer to work singles just because that's where I'm more like I feel more creatively in my element in singles matches. You know, I just, the, the ideas come to me easier. Um, but I can definitely do tag team matches. And I, I, I love tag team wrestling and I love uh, the position it holds in, in wrestling. So uh, I'm definitely always down to do that. Yeah. So I'll say uh, real early in your career, you were teaming with, uh, with Chris Blaze, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's how I first started out for like uh, the first year damn near my career okay okay i i i i'll say this about what i think of you as a wrestler i mean i think you are a singles wrestler um i'm I'm gonna agree there because i think you have the presence to kind of carry the ring by yourself as opposed to having to you know tag in and out and that's not something that everyone has so um although you and serza is a formidable team uh, absolutely (laughs) Yeah, um, absolutely. That's that's a, the, another thing that I love about tag team wrestling is when you get those types of teams where it's like, like you get Macho Man and you get Hulk Hogan and you bring them together and it's like insane. Like where you get two guys that are already big on their own and you bring them together and it's this new thing. Yeah, that's a, one of the things that I love about tag team wrestling. Uh, Stone Cold and, and Triple H, the little two man yeah. power trip. <laughs> oh man just running rough shot over everyone absolutely absolutely um let's go back to to your training kind of got your start now you you started training um with vf3 out in sacramento right yeah yeah that's where i first started training at with the uh, hayashi and uh joe de soul 
Okay. Now, did you get to know Virgil well at all when you were out there? So, unfortunately, so here's the thing. I think this gets kind of misinterpreted a lot, but I never actually got to meet Virgil. Funnily enough, like, I was supposed to come the the day of his passing, and it's like – I was I got a call from uh, Jim Cooley, who was the guy who got me in uh, in contact with him. And uh, I was supposed to go that day. I get a text from Jim Cooley and he lets me know. And uh, I came the week later. And but the thing is, was as soon as I came in, uh, just the environment and how everybody was like, it, I felt like the essence of Virgil. I felt who Virgil was as a person because of the way everybody treated the situation. Like everybody was very loving. Uh, Kathy, everybody had their held, uh, their head held high. Kathy, the strongest woman I've ever seen was, you know, braving it out. Uh, and little Virgil, you know, still had a smile on his face. So it was, you know, it was beautiful to see really once I got there. And then I just started training with Hayashi and Joe once I got there. And uh, they really built my foundation and started me out. Now, were you familiar with Virgil uh, before you started training? Um, no. Well, I was familiar with him for like about a month before I was getting in there because Cooley had let me know who he was. So I had looked up some stuff on him, okay. watched some matches of him, and I was impressed and all of that. And like the reason Cooley wanted me to go there is because like we were similar size. So he thought Virgil could really help me out with that and with the we'd be similar styles and all of that. So did you did you go to much uh, indie wrestling with, uh, growing up? Did you? I mean, were you familiar with kind of the scene out there in SAC? No, I really wasn't. I um, I was, uh, as far as I didn't really know that there was any promotions in Northern California as far as indies went. Um, I didn't really get into the the independent scene until I was probably like thirteen, fourteen. Okay. So by the time I got into it, I was kind of late to it. But I remember being at like some conventions or like SAC anime and stuff like that when I was a kid and there would be pro wrestling going on in front of the in front of the building and stuff. But I'm remembering now that that was probably promotions like SPW. And right. stuff. So it's kind of crazy to think about it like that, because one of the people I remember specifically is I remember seeing Jekylls as a kid okay. when I was like 12 or something. Yeah, he'll definitely stand out to you for sure. Yeah. Uh, so were you a wrestling fan as a kid, though? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was big into wrestling since I was like seven or eight. Like nice. I was I was just big into like um, big into WWE growing up and then uh, kind of fell off once I was uh, in my like teenage kind of years. But then once I discovered New Japan and kind of the wrestling world outside of WWE, it kind of rekindled that fire. And I was like, oh, wrestling can be like this. And so I started diving deep into all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. How, so how old are you? Because I know you're really young. You're what, like 20, 21? Uh, I'm 20. Yeah, I just turned 20 in May. Okay. So, yeah, your teen years were not great for the WWE, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could see how that turned you away. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're still we're still kind of stuck in that it seems, unfortunately. Yeah, that's uh, all right. That's all right. It'll I think it'll loop back around. Well, I mean the nice part is is we have so many options out there right now. I yeah, mean, there, absolutely. Basically whatever style of wrestling you want to watch, it's available 
to watch in some way. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's the way wrestling's supposed to be. Like, yeah. there's a type of wrestling for everybody. There's not just one kind of wrestling. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I think it was Levi Shapiro. Uh, we had this conversation. He compared it to uh, to flavors of ice cream. Mm-hmm. Right? Ice cream is good, but everyone likes different flavors. And absolutely. you know, you can like vanilla. You can like strawberry. You can like you know uh, whatever half baked from from Ben and Jerry's. Um, and you know, there's, like I said, there's all sorts of different kinds of wrestling out there. There's WWE, there's GCW, there's, you know, <clears throat> IWA death matches. I mean, yeah, new Japan. And it's, it's all this kind of stuff out there that can appeal to a different fan base. And it's, it's awesome mm-hmm. and with the internet and, and streaming and all that stuff. Now, I mean, it's really never been easier to find something that appeals to you. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great time to to be a wrestler, and I think it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Now, who who are you fans of right now? Like, uh, you know, name a couple names that you're uh, that you're really into watching. Uh, right now, I'm big into. Uh, I'm still big into all Japan. Like, that's probably my favorite. '90s all Japan is probably my favorite era of wrestling to watch, just because. Okay. I, I don't know something about like the the way the lights move with the camera, the way the characters, the, their body language and their attitude. Like I just vibe with it completely. So like Kabashi's a big one, uh, yeah. Misawa, Kawada, um, uh, Tenryu. He's another one I really like. Um, uh, and then as far as guys that are going around right now, um, I love watching Lee Moriarty matches. Like he is amazing so like that's one of them uh chris bay is another one he's going crazy right now yep um ibushi's always awesome to watch uh ishii's another one that i love like i just i love a lot of wrestlers to be honest like i can go off all day if you let me so well uh, one of those names you named uh you're gonna be on the same card uh with Coming up, up here in a yep. few weeks, Lee Moriarty, main event for West Coast Pro. Yeah, and uh, your match just got announced. Shit, a couple hours ago. Now, as we're talking, uh, it'll be about yeah. a week ago when this airs. But you got uh, the five way scramble coming up. Uh, you fired up for that. Got Titus Alexander, D Rogue, Derek Slade, and uh, who else? Lucas Riley. Lucas Riley. There you go. Yeah. So a lot of talent. Yeah. That's going to be a, a fast-paced match. Oh yeah, like that one's that one's definitely going to be a banger for sure. And I know all of us are uh, hungry and ready to impress and ready to to get this ball rolling with West Coast Pro. So that's yeah. going to be a show to, for everybody to keep their eyes on all across the country for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, shit. They've announced. They've just announced the three matches so far, as far as I know. Yeah, and those three matches alone are already insane. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, you got, uh, you know, two national talents. You got Trey, Miguel, and and Moriarty coming in against Starboy. Uh, Carl Fredericks against Jarrell Nelson, and then your guys' match. I mean, that's that's a hell of a card right there. Like, that's – yeah, I'm I'm, I'm fired up. I bought my front row tickets, you know, pretty quickly because I knew that shit was going to go fast. Yeah, um, nice, nice. I, I, yeah, I'm fired up. West Coast Pro. I've never been to one, man. I had tickets to the show that got canceled. Uh, what you know, a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. and didn't get to go. So I'm, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to see what it's all about. And 
they uh they seem to be doing a good job of making this first show back uh as big as possible yeah absolutely man it's gonna be it's gonna be one hell of a party for sure yep yep um you also oh sorry we kind of got off top there we're going back into training you had to with VF3 kind of shutting down, uh, you bounced around a little bit, you know, went over to SPW for a little while, right? Yeah, yeah. I kind then, of basically became a, a hermit of pro wrestling school. Yeah, but I mean, in a way, that's kind of good, though, because you got yeah. trained by a few different people. You got some different different perspectives on things. Um, who who would you say has had the biggest influence on your career so far? Um. I think I probably got to give that one to Hayashi because Hayashi really set my foundation as not only just as a worker in the ring, but just my mentality and how I uh, interact with people in the business. Like he made sure to make to tell me to, to remain humble and all of that. Uh, he made sure to make to teach me a ring etiquette, uh, locker room etiquette, all of that kind of stuff. And just he instantly uh had a I, I noticed he had a respect for the business that uh that i saw and so uh i just felt at home with him teaching me for sure and um yeah it was just always a vibe and uh especially with the things that he taught me in the beginning like those are still things to this day that i call back on and uh so yeah i think i have to give that one to hayashi but you know, from from Joe to Soul to Rick Luxury to Scoot Robertson to Sir Samurai, like everybody has like had their part to play in training me for sure. So, you know, got to give credit to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and those are some <clears throat> some good names to, to learn from for sure. They've all been doing it a long time, which that alone uh, gives them some perspective on things. So, yeah. Um, what uh, what keeps you busy outside the ring? Um, uh, I watch a lot of wrestling, uh, but I also watch, uh, a lot of movies and TV. Um, I watch a lot of anime. Um, I'm into reading. Uh, I kind of write also as a hobby sometimes. Um, so yeah, I kind of keep myself busy with all kinds of stuff. Um, so what kind of, what kind of writing are we doing? I was, I was um, a journalism major. So like writing is was was what i wanted to get into way back when it didn't uh it didn't work out but uh yeah you do more like on the creative side or what yeah like I, i'm kind of more into like uh science fiction kind of stuff so like okay. uh what i kind of right now it's more for practice more than anything but i kind of just i see pictures that i that i find interesting and i try to like formulate a story around them okay but that's kind of just what i do right now just like short stories based on like pictures that I see. Did uh, now what's the athletic background? Did you play sports growing up? Yeah, um, I played. Um, I played football for one year in high school, and then like ran track for one year, and then uh, I was a wrestler since seventh grade up until uh, junior year, and then my senior year I wasn't actually. Uh, I didn't finish that at public school like i went to a, another school and finished it on my own basically at home um gotcha. yeah but so yeah i pretty much did wrestling for most of it all right what what uh what what weight did you wrestle at uh, your junior year uh junior year i think i was about 132 
Okay. Okay. Some of those yeah. little guys are scrappy. Must my, my son wrestles. So, oh yeah, um, it's it's a good sport for sure. It'll definitely teach you some work ethic. Yeah, more than anything, it, it teaches you like to be a good person. Really, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's well. The big thing that stood out to me, I had never wrestled before. Uh, I didn't have it as a as an option with the high school that I went to. Um, but every single match after every match you know, you go over and shake the opposite coach's hand and both yeah. wrestlers do it. And it's, it's ingrained in you, the respect, you know what I mean? It's just, it's like, it's not even a question of whether you're doing that or not. Uh, and there's, there's yeah. so, so little um, unsportsmanlike stuff that goes on, which is crazy. Cause you know, you see in other sports, you definitely see, you know, trash talking and fighting from here and there, even at the high school level. Yeah. And, and you barely ever see it with wrestling. Yeah, no, I think it's kind of like just some sort of unspoken thing with with wrestling where like everybody has gone through the same struggles. We're all dealing with the same kind of stuff where we're barely eating and we're all hungry. So like, can we not with the with the drama? So I think that's just kind of how wrestlers are. Yeah. Do you, now, do you feel like that uh, that experience has helped helped you in professional wrestling? Oh, yeah, I think definitely, because like. For one thing, uh, in amateur wrestling, you're you're always humble because, like, no matter how good you think you are at your school, you can always get your ass dipped by, like, the state champion or whatever. So, like, there's always somebody better. And so, like, that mentality carried over to wrestling. And it's like, you know, even when you think you're hot shit, like, you ain't shit. And even when you are, you're still not shit. So, you know, you stay humble kind of thing. Okay, okay. Because there's always somebody out there better. Absolutely. That's a good attitude to have. Um, what, what's next up for you? You got anything big and exciting uh, to, to share with the listeners out there? Anything we got to look forward to? Uh, this weekend, which will be uh, last week, like you said, from when this is <laughs> uploaded. But I got, a, I got Chris Blaze at East Bay uh, running it back after a while. And then uh, we got West Coast coming up. Um, uh, Fist Combat show coming up, and then yeah, we got a couple things in the works too. I got a ladder match down in SoCal. All right. Um, yeah, and then a couple Ugwa things coming up. So yes, yeah, we got a couple things going on in the works. Will that be your first ladder match? Um, let me think. Yeah, yeah, it will be my first ladder match. There was a ladder match that was supposed to happen, but that never happened. So, you got anything uh, crazy planned for it then? Um, I don't know about that. I'll see when I get there, like if it, if it comes to me. But a lot of those things, they kind of they happen when once I'm there. I get the notion to like do something crazy. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, we don't want you getting hurt anyway. Don't <laughs> nah, nah, I'm I'm all good. I'll do. I'll I'll be safe with it. Um, uh, you don't need to don't need to be uh, Eli Everfly jumping off, uh, doing the moonsault off the ladder. Eli, that man. I was uh, I was joking on on Twitter, you know, because I posted a, a, a clip of his ladder moonsault, uh, and I'm like, man, it literally as soon as me and my buddy got to the show, I'm like, all right, what can he jump off of here? Because that's that's just his <laughs> reputation, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it was uh, Cutthroat Cody I was talking to in Vegas, and he was like, 
you know, he's doing all this crazy shit, but he's for sure going to outlive all of us. <laughs> it's right? like, you're probably right. That's, like, that's the way it goes. Shit. <laughs> um, all right. That's all the, that's all I really got for you. Let's just jump into the, uh, the wrap up questions here. Kind of the go home. What, uh, what's your favorite fast food? Um, great question. Uh, Taco Bell, I would say. All right. So Taco Bell's got kind of a, a rotating menu. They always kind of bring new things in. What's, so what's the go-to order for you? When the nacho fries are there, it's the nacho fries. Like that's just, that's mandatory. All right. I have. What about uh, what's your thoughts on the na- the naked chicken chalupa? That's the new one out right now, or not new, but they brought it back again. I guess. Yeah, I like it. Although when I get it, I get it with no lettuce, no tomato, because that's doing a little bit too much for me. So I just get it with the sauce and cheese. All right, all right. I had I had one today. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yes, sir. I, I I literally saw the fucking uh, saw like the sign on the window. I was like, oh shit, that was good back in the day, and. <laughs> Hell yeah. I had to stop. Uh, what's uh, what's your favorite comfort food? Um chicken tenders. From anywhere in particular? Nah, just chicken tenders. Alright, alright. What kind of sauce do you go with? Some buffalo sauce. I can accept that. I'm a honey mm-hmm. mustard guy, but buffalo is a, a, a close second. Hey, honey mustard is good too. Uh, what's the favorite candy? Uh, juicy fruit gum. Huh. That's a classic. Yup. Uh, what is your favorite movie? Uh, it's a movie called Predestination. I don't don't think I've heard heard of of that. Nah. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty trippy movie. Like it's, it's just as far as the story, it's, it's really mind bending. Uh, sci-fi type thing uh yeah it, like it kind of it kind of deals with time travel and stuff like that so it, it gets like pretty crazy especially towards the end once everything starts getting revealed all right all right uh what is your favorite tv show uh so here's the thing right now it is breaking bad all but right. Is that I why we rocking that Sopranos. shirt? Yeah, absolutely. I already know Los Pueblos Hermanos. But um, I've watched Sopranos now. I've watched it through once. So I don't know if I watch it a couple more times if Sopranos might take the cake. Because I've watched Breaking Bad a couple times. So, you know, like it, it gets better every time you watch it sort of thing. Yeah. But people say so does Sopranos. So I don't know if I watch Sopranos more, if that one might take the cake. So, but right now it's Breaking Bad for sure. But Sopranos is definitely a close second. So uh, I watched Sopranos when it when it when it came out originally because I'm fucking old. Um, so it was like 20 years ago, something like that. But I just recently watched it back with my wife. Um, yeah, she'd never seen it before. I'd seen it. It's definitely it still holds up. It's still really good and. The thing when you watch something again, you catch little things, some of the, like some of the little foreshadowings they do, all that kind of yeah. stuff that you don't that you don't pick up on in the original watching. You you do when you rewatch it. So it's, it gives you a it definitely gives you a little greater appreciation for just how good of a show it really is. Uh, yeah, absolutely. For so sure. Give it give it give it a second run through in like a year or so. Yeah, yeah. 
so you get refreshed and all of yep. that. Yep. Uh, what's your least favorite form of cardio? Uh, burpees, because I don't like my organs jumping up and down. Yeah, burpees are a bitch. <laughs> it's a great workout, though. It is a good workout. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your favorite musical artist or band? Uh, so I'm into all kinds of different music. Uh, like it shifts every week. I'm listening to a different genre. But as far as like singular artists, uh, I would say just because of the influence he had on my generation, probably Juice World. And okay. then, um, as far as a band, I would probably say ELO with the Beatles as a close second. All right, all right. Uh, what's your favorite entrance music of all time? Um. Genichiro Tenryu's theme song. All right. From All Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I can't yeah. place that off the top of my head. I'm going to go look it up now, though. Oh, it's a bop. <laughs> it's a bop. Um, that's all I got, man. Where can, uh, where can everyone follow you? What's the social medias? Uh, Instagram is uh, 24KMK. We got Twitter at Midas All Hail and Facebook at Midas Creed. And then we got the merch over at Brain Buster Tees. So, you know, go hit that up. Absolutely. Shout out Brain Buster Tees. They're a, a proud sponsor of the show. Uh, uh, appreciate nice. it. Um, all right, man. Thank you for the time. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you at that West Coast Pro Show coming up. Absolutely, brother. See you there. Take care. Yep. You too. I'll tell you what. NorCal has got a ton of talent. Under the age of like 24, that's already making waves. Midas Creed is definitely one of those. I got a feeling you're going to see him working outside of NorCal a lot pretty soon, uh, more than he already is. Uh, first up, though, is that West Coast Pro Show coming up here real quick on July 9th. Midas will be there. NorCal Wrestling will be there. If you're going to be there, come on and say what's up. Uh, that's all I got for this episode. We'll be back in a couple weeks. And I got something big planned for that show. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Till then, take care, everyone. Peace.